When you hear this sound, where do you think you are? That, of course, is a hairdryer. Maybe you think of a salon or someone getting spiffed up after a swim at the pool. How about a skinned barred owl getting its feathers washed and fluffed? Probably not. But it's just another day for volunteers at the Royal BC Museum. And Sterling went along to see what's going on there. Sterling Aford, uh, what did that look like? It was great. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Uh, and, and everybody, if you go to our Facebook site, you can see what it looks like. I've just put up a bunch of pictures. But uh, before you go, just picture a room full of dead animals uh-huh. on the ground floor of the RBCM's collection tower where animals flock in from around BC to get prepared. It's surprisingly clean and not all that bad smelling. Not all that bad smelling. Just a little bit. Yeah. And it, it's not too bad. It's, not, it's really not that bad at all. It's not as bad as many of the fish plants I worked on. And, and volunteers are there, what, uh, taking apart animals or cleaning animals? Yeah, it's a place where very dedicated volunteers eviscerate dead creatures, get them ready for storage. And they put them in a lot of different things like hoods and freezers and things like that. So my host for this uh, grand grimoire was Darren Copley. He's a collections manager and mammal and bird preparator. And he gave me a tour while actually preparing... An animal. Now, what animal's mouth are you digging into right now? This is a coast uh, mole, which is a species we rarely get. They just occur in southwestern British Columbia, so it's a really important specimen. We probably haven't added one to the collection in uh, 20 years, I would imagine. So, fortunately, it's in pretty good shape, except for these little baby flies that are starting to grow on it. and. Uh, We'll um, have to take the specimen and by preparation, it means basically put it in a state where we can put it in a drawer for and come back in 100 years and it not smell or rot. Yeah. So we skin them, uh, get the skeleton, rebuild the body into a study skin and the skeleton or the carcass then goes down to my beetles. I have a colony of domestic beetles that work for me day and night and they remove the, uh, remove the flesh, and then what's left, the skeleton, bones, and uh, beetle poop come back up here, and then volunteers like Bob over there help uh, clean that up and get it ready to go into the collection. So it's very, before we started talking here, I was touching, it was very soft, this, uh, this little mole, and you're just picking fly larvae out from, I guess, yeah, uh, the base of its fur? fly eggs, actually. So when an animal dies, and if it's in the woods too long, the flies find it really fast, and they'll lay eggs on it. Unfortunately, these eggs haven't hatched, but there are a lot of them. So once they hatch, the uh, we won't call them maggots, we call them baby flies. It's much cuter that way. Uh, they start to eat or devour the uh, animal and turn it back into soil eventually, and... There we go. But we want to get to it before that. Um, So, however, even if it was in really bad shape, we would take the specimen because a skeleton or a skull is very valuable for research, too. So why why is it so rare to get a mole? He says it's the first one that you've seen in here and probably the first one added in a couple decades. Why? Yeah, well, one of the things, moles are rare in British Columbia. They're uh, considered, even though they're endangered, they're considered a pest by many people, so they're not treated super well. Um, It's impressive they're still hanging in in the lower mainland where they do. Um, But one of the big reasons we don't get uh, birds and mammals of all different kinds now is we don't actively collect. 
So unlike insects and um, spiders and other things, we're actively collecting. Every year we're adding more to the collection that way. Now with birds and mammals, we, and for good reasons that we're not out collecting and killing uh, birds and mammals regularly, we rely on other sources. So people turning specimens in, uh, research projects happening, or uh, Ministry of Environment or Transportation or Conservation Officers, um, organizations that, uh, like owl rehab places as well. So we get them that way. So most of these are, uh, the, the sound we're hearing right now is a drawing of a barred owl skin and feathers and being brushed and taken care of. It's like a little salon for dead birds in here. It is. And mammals. And mammals. It, yep. Yeah. So, so a lot of these, I mean, I'm looking at racks of sort of uh, animals. Are they, are they all pretty fresh, or like how, how, is that, how fresh are the, the carcasses yeah. here? So once, once you see them at that stage where they're, they're just lying out and they're spread and pinned so that they dry in a shape, our goal is to make them as well so they're flat and fit in a drawer. We're not quite doing taxidermy where they look exactly like the live animal and would be very hard to fit in a drawer. So all ours are designed for mammals to lie on their belly and birds lie on their back um, with their wings closed for the most part. But there, some of these specimens I've had in the freezer for 10 or 20 years and we finally got to them. Uh, and with the help of more volunteers, I've been able to get to more specimens too uh, after we train them to, to do this stuff. So I consider the specimens fresh once they're at that. If, if we can make a skin out of them, they're in, they're in good shape. But fresh is a... Yeah, the word fresh can be lots of different things in my lab. So you have, you, you've had animals that are in the freezer for, for years? Years, yeah, some stuff. Mammals do really well in the freezer, especially if they're wrapped properly and preserved. So if anybody does find a specimen and want to get it to the museum, first wrap it in paper towel, then put it in a bag with the data, with the place it was collected or found, the date, your name, and information like that, then double bag it throw in the freezer and uh, let us know as well. We get a lot of specimens from the Victoria region. Um, our mandate is British Columbia and we want to be able to collect and acquire specimens from throughout the province. So I've got my eye on that marmot at the entrance, at the Empress, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a marmot in front of us here on this top rack as well? There it is. We've got, we've got a bunch of uh, yellow-bellied marmots uh, that were brought in by a pest control company in Kelowna. So that was another partnership we we got and we do have um vancouver island marmots too in the freezer that i haven't worked on recently so yeah it, the great thing about the job is you get to see so many different animals and as i told you this mole you know i've touched many specimen animals of the mammals in british columbia and this is one of the softest mm -hmm. i have ever felt it is and i'll say disturbingly again it feels very much like uh, the the hair on a baby's head very smooth it reminds me of my uh, year-old daughter. There we go, rubbing a dead wall. It's, like, <laughs> it's very cute, though. It's it very is, cute. It is. Not that your daughter isn't cute. I'm as sure. Well. I'm, right. it's yeah. At least as yeah. cute as a dead mole. Personally, I prefer <laughs> prefer the moles myself. <laughs> oh, he prefers the dead moles to your daughter's. I think to, in the ch uh, children in general. Children, he was talking he, about he's your very good with kids. He's very good with kids. Right. But uh, now you know anybody who's got a baby, you've got two. Next time you go, <laughs> no, you yeah, go he's home, not babysitting. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. But when you go home today, now you're gonna think that. Yeah. 
It was a great, it was, it was a really neat thing to do. And I just put up a bunch of pictures and uh, even a video of the owl getting cleaned up on our Facebook site. So thanks very much. Sterling. Check it out. Sterling Aford uh, was speaking with Darren Copley, collections manager and mammal and bird preparator at the RBCM. And Sterling, as, uh, as mentioned, put up some of those images on our Facebook page.